Welcome to the Smart Working Revolution podcast. This is a dinosaur-free zone and is only for the pioneers, the future thinkers, and the people that want to work in a smarter world. In this episode, I'll be talking to Joel of Green Kite, a business owner who's not only pivoted his business, but is also embracing a new, smarter working culture for the future. Okay, Joel. So, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thanks, Ollie. Good man. Good to see you. Good to see you. So let's talk about smart working, because you've had a bit of a journey into smart working, haven't you? So how have you found the sort of last 12 months and the impact of COVID on your business? And, and how have you found the journey into smarter working? Well, it's been very, very impactful, which I'm sure we'll find out throughout the course of this conversation. <laughs> um, I think just reflecting on we were put in touch with you before COVID, actually, um, by a, another mentor of ours, Russ. Um, um, as a business, we always try and kind of evolve and move forward and look at other ways of working. Um, and um, it just so happened that as soon as we were in touch with you, COVID hit and we had to accelerate those plans somewhat. So um, the impact for us was instant, as with everybody else. We had to move everyone straight out of the office. Um, we were fortunate that we had the tech in place to do so. And I'm not going to say that that was with 100% planning. It was um, maybe yeah, a little bit fortuitous there that we just had things that could work. Um, and then as that was happening, we were working with you. We started working with you and having conversations. And we realized that very quickly, um, not only was this necessary right now, um, because there was no other choice, but it was probably something that was you know, desperately needed in our business for the future as well in terms of our staff um, and yeah just what yeah what we could offer them going forward and the balance in their lives that we hadn't considered necessarily in that much detail before I'd certainly considered them in work but have I considered them at home enough I don't think so yeah 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 absolutely and I think what's been refreshing for us is is your ability to be able to think quickly and effectively in an agile way to shift your business in an ever sort of uncertain and moving environment and that's really tricky so i think if you if you can tell people about your business first of all what you do and then if we look at sort of like the the, the one or two biggest challenges that you needed to overcome and you faced head on with us i think that'd be really useful for our listeners to understand those two aspects what you do and how those challenges occurred and then what we did to, to sort of overcome those yes certainly so in terms of what we do if you look at the the basic nuts and bolts answer that i'm trying to move away from giving but it's property services for london setting agents yeah um we've reframed that a lot more recently with a lot of work that we've done um you know it's preparing properties for people to start the next chapter of their lives so we do inventories cleaning maintenance decorating and letting agents are our main um uh client however we have other clients as well and private clients um and we've been doing that for 10 years or sorry 11 years now in, in london um and we have a core hub of uh, an office team um who were the ones affected by this so they were the ones that immediately had to go home we obviously have a lot of field operatives who actually do the work out in the field mm. um who were less affected in term in terms of that so yeah that's what we do um in terms of the main challenges that um we faced um i think actually um it was a, um, a change of mindset is the first thing that really 
really had to be done. Okay, um, so tell us about that. What, what do you mean by the change in mindset? So where was it and what did you have to, to change to? So myself and Will, who's my business partner, so we traditionally have been in office environments um, all our lives and, and been, uh, I don't know, that's kind of just the way the, wor the world was and that's yeah. the way, that's where work was done and that's what we did. And we've had, I, I can specifically remember conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, where um, some of our team maybe have indicated they'd like to work from home more and things like that. And um, it's always been uh, a no. You know, I'll be perfectly honest. It'd always been no. You know, that, well, what would happen if they weren't here for this, or what would happen if they weren't here for this? And yeah. you know, and, and that was just where we were. So it's really it was an unlearning, actually, was um, what you, I think that you and Ruth particularly helped us with. It was the first thing was stopping us um, and 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 yeah, getting rid of those uh, biases or, or thought processes or things that have been ingrained in us for. I mean, we've been working twenty years. I've been in working, uh, so that was the first thing was changing that mindset by stopping us and unwinding what we already yeah um but I, I i go on no I, I think i think you've hit the nail on the head there because one of the interesting points that people tend to miss with smart working is actually you have to start off with the mindset the philosophy the internal work first and when i say internal work in the leadership and the culture and the the organization because people think smart working is technology and location, and that's part of it. But actually, it is also how you think about how your business should look moving forward and how you overcome those challenges. And I think you talk about bias and you talk about unlearning. And that's, that's tricky, isn't it, when you've had 10 years of working in the same way. And it's worked for you to a degree successfully. So when, you, when that change is forced upon you, it can be really tricky, can't it, for a lot of people? Yeah, for sure. I think from when Will and I, when it's forced upon us as um, you know owners of the business and, and and leaders, actually we were doing a lot of personal work, but just together and in terms of what we wanted in, in our own individual futures, and then bringing it back into the business. And I think that helped. It was suddenly like, well, hang on a minute. If we are looking at what we want and what we need, mm. then um, we should be looking at or giving the opportunity to. Uh, the team about what they want and what they need and, and and so suddenly it became much easier easier for us to enter those kind of uh, or change our mindset with you you know with, with the help from you mm. um, and then when we brought our the leadership team to work with you as well um, I was surprised at how quickly they were kind of um, on board um, yeah. and I, I and I'm yeah to, to kind of say why that happened I'm not sure but I think that hopefully they we'd been explaining what we were doing as leaders, as individuals, and maybe they were seeing the benefits themselves. And suddenly, I don't know, it just snowballed very quickly. Once, once the, once the, the, the light comes through or the gap, you know, in, in your, in your um, knowledge is filled with actually, um, yeah, this is what the way to go. Then I don't know, it snowballed very, very quickly for us. Yeah. But I think with, with, with that, uh, Ruth and I found it a lot, a lot easier to work with, you and your team because what you and Will have done is spent a lot of time investing a lot of time with kind of redesigning your vision and your values and and aligning your team with that which we know is really really important because you can't formulate this sort of change because it's quite drastic change that's been forced upon you just in an ad hoc way and I know Joe you're you're the very structured mind aren't you I guess mm -hmm. in how this all works and then will is very much the sort of the energy and the, the motivation and the passion and that that combination can also be a challenge but it's a it's a 
it's a brilliant balance of two mindsets coming together. So did you have any challenges around that with working to working with Will and working together and trying to align how you think about things and how you approach? Well, funnily enough, probably probably the, the short answer would be no, because we'd done we'd had three years or four years of false harmony, which mm -hmm. we were just working through on other things in the business. So actually, this is almost like it was a not a first test, so to speak, but a first big business decision yeah. where, where we were doing a new way of working, where we, we'd opened up this communication. It was much clearer. So actually understanding maybe my need for structure and understanding of this and, and Will's need to push forward with things and evolve, which often was the thing that we'd, we'd kind of let um, go unsaid for a long time or un understood. It was almost like this was one of the first things. So it was really good to have such, such, such a... Um, well, I suppose a big meaty but important subject and we managed yeah. to work, work through it in a new way so it, 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 although it was challenging the way that we were communicating made it made it very very easy um, and I think you mentioned values and and the work we've done around that you know we, we've come back to time and time again and what we started the business in the first place is all about people it's all about humans it's all about the humans we help have a new home it's all about the humans within our mm. business and so suddenly when you're able to impact people um, uh, outside of um, their working hours um, by having this new way of working, it's fantastic. And I think Ruth, you, or Ruth sent out a uh, after we'd started. No, as we went started, we've been forced to do it due to COVID. Yeah, she sent out a questionnaire, and immediately it gave you know compelling results. And and you know, well, people enjoyed having more time at home. People enjoyed. Um, you know, saving money on the commute, people have better mental health because of it. And this was in the middle of a pandemic and people were saying these things, and you're like, well, we'd be crazy to ignore this kind of feedback from our team. And suddenly you're like, yeah, that that actually, you say that we worked on the vision, it was at the same time as doing the work with you. So the work with you impacted the vision as well, if you if really, it was kind right. of, yeah, it wasn't like we did the vision and then we, 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 we knew that the work with you guys and the remote work was going to be part of that. It was kind of all combined at the same time in the elements we were putting together. Yes, yeah, so that's like the perfect storm, isn't it? So our feasibility, so what we do is we do feasibility studies with organisations and we ask a series of questions to create these work streams because certain departments may need different smart working solutions, right? So it's, it's important to understand that, but it's also important to understand the customer journey that you want to take your clients on. And it's also important to understand the people in your organisation and what motivates them. And then that leads us all back to the values and the vision, doesn't it? Because the customer journey is built on that. You've got a structure, a strategy around that. But also it's the internal customer journey, the staff that you have and motivating them, and getting them on board and making sure they understand the landscape and the map of how that vision and those values come into play. And, and when it comes together with our feasibility study, that's, that's it's a brilliant piece of work because you can really then see it, can't you, pan out and scope it out. And then we can, what we can do is we can dig and delve into the elements and start pulling, pulling that apart and start giving you the tools and techniques that you need to deliver that over a period of time. And I think that worked really well in terms of um, delivering the outputs we were looking for. So, so I guess mindset being one obstacle, what, what would be a second obstacle? It must be surely if you've got, if you've got a business built around property, <laughs> Not being able to get to the property must be a challenge, surely. Would that be one of the obstacles that you had and you had to do it from a remote point of view? Well, certainly, I mean, luckily most of, well, certainly when it first hit COVID, that was a problem. Mm. Um, but essentially it became one of the essential services, people needing homes. So mm. that, that, that eventually, although we had some issues with that to start with, um, 
um, I think that, that that resolved itself. I think this, the second biggest challenge was actually um, the trust element um, between us and the, the staff and um, is the work going to get done? Okay. I think if you ask about what really challenges us is, you know, how do we know that the work's going to be done? Um, you know, it's great that we can, we've, we've got around the mindset of work can happen at home. It's like, you know, how, but how do we, do we monitor it? Do we have to know whether their mouse is moving every 30 seconds sure. or, yeah. or, or, yeah. or or that? So I think that the work that you did with us on out, outcomes and managing outcomes and things like that was, was really, really important. And, and I'm not going to say we're perfectly there yet either. This is a ongoing process. Um, but I think that was the, 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 a large part of the work was actually working with our leadership team on how do we manage outcomes? How do we focus the team on the outcome and coach them through that in their new environment? Because actually, you kind of, you know, it's new for everybody. You could think, oh, okay, well, people at home are enjoying it now because they're at home and they've got all these benefits, but there are loads of things that they are uncertain about still yeah. as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of remembering that. And we've had people that have, um, you know, said, oh, I want, I want one day in the office and, uh, no, sorry, one day at home and four days in the office and change it and then vice versa. And so we're still trying to remain flexible. Um, it, it's not a, I, th I think my point is it's always evolving and changing depending on the individuals and the needs of the business and the clients. Um, and yeah, the challenge around the quality of service of the clients has been massive. Um, and it's just for us being, being constant, constant contact with them and making sure that um, you know, they're still happy, et cetera. Yeah, so I think, I think you've touched on the the need for two-way trust and uh, working towards outcomes rather than task mm, and exactly that is a the big mindset shift as well for many organizations and individuals isn't it because quite a lot of managers are those people that have done well at their job and then they get promoted to a team leader or a manager but they've never been given the support of how to lead and how to communicate and how to motivate and inspire and great leaders actually don't control the staff uh, they, they, they inspire them to make the best decisions available to get the outcomes that they want. And they create this tribe of, of committed individuals. They don't have the job necessarily, but they have a passion for making a difference and making an impact. And I think working in, in a way that, that evolves two-way trust from the top down and the bottom up, it's a working synergistic relationship. I think when it comes to smart working, it's so important because as you say, you know, we've been able to control people through through data analysis and software and, and actually sat, sat next to somebody or being in the same room tells you a lot. When that's absent, you've got to take that leap of faith and trust the people that you've, the talent that you've recruited to go out and do it. But that also means educating them on what outcomes look like and what trust feels like. And outcomes are very different to just results. You know, results is one thing, but, but outcomes are results, but also the journey that per, that person's taken the emotional connection they've had to it, the well-being they feel, the customer response, um, the impact it's had on your profitability and your effectiveness and your efficiency. And it's weighing up all those elements to create these compelling outcomes that I think work really well in a, in a smart organization. But it takes a lot of upfront effort, doesn't it, to redesign your business and redesign those mindsets and train it in. So how have you found your, 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 your managers, your team leaders, how have you found that them have they struggled with some elements and embrace a lot more or has it been the other way around this is why i throw people under the bus no i'm only joking <laughs> I'm, I'm only joking no. um, oh dear <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully they never see that. no i'm joking um well first of all as i think i alluded to earlier they were 
very committed to it and, all, and open to it. And this mm. was, you know, just um, fantastic to see. It wasn't too difficult to, to change it. Two of them already had remote teams because they were managing the field team. So That's kind right. of for, for them, it wasn't a change of I'm managing, but it was a um, maybe a, a better way to get results or a different way of doing it um, that, that was needed. And then Dan, who was managing the office team, is a complete change. So, you know, he, he's a people person. He likes to be around people. He likes to be in the office. Mm. So a big mental shift there. I think, um, what do they struggle with? I think um, in terms of all of the work that we did with you in terms of how to coach and the way to have conversations with people and, and to move people from, you know, the, the, the way of asking people, you know, what would it look like if we get there rather than, you know, telling them how they're going to get there, That's that kind it. of thing. Yeah. That, that they took to you quite, quite well. And I think uh, something I mentioned to you um, uh, in a previous meeting is I think actually um, they, they took to the, um, that, that side very well, but they maybe, maybe, have missed out. They've gone a little bit too far and mm-hmm. and, and tried to be a bit too oh, soft. Isn't is not the word I want to use, but soft and gentle without really still having the business elements in there. Yes, they've kind of really taken on the human aspect of it for what and and but maybe they've gone so far with that they're running with that because it feels great, right? You're having conversations with people, you're talking to people, you're connecting with humans. Suddenly, actually, they they've kind of misaligned they haven't aligned that with the the goals and the outcomes of the company so it's just a, a recalibration and as i've said to all of them you know evolution is one of our values this is a massive evolution we're not going to get it right straight away and there's you know plenty of practice and we'll see you know suddenly you may have a better rapport with someone and it might feel like it's great but if they're not giving you quite what you want then we haven't quite got that balance right in terms of um the two things marrying up yeah you've, you've actually hit something that's really really interesting and quite a common um, issue which is when you when you transform managers into leaders and you have meaningful conversations over tells and you coach through those outcomes through two-way trust it's a it's a massive um, change to how they approach things and quite often they go overboard right so, some people don't do it enough and don't quite understand it and then some people embrace it so much that they forget about what I call the three p's which is not just people but profit and also process. Mm-hmm. And when you're coaching people, you've got to have those three P's as considerations in your mind as topics of conversation. And um, yeah, and just it's, it's just recalibrating, isn't it? And getting that tipping point right. And that's very difficult. Um, but it just takes time, doesn't it? And a bit of conscious energy yeah. put into developing them and making sure that people don't see that investment in people as a waste of time or money. It's really, really powerful when done right, which you've done brilliantly, by the way. And of course it's built on your values. Can you just tell everyone what your, your business values are? Yeah. So we have evolution. So it's about not standing still, never, you know, never being happy with where we are today, even if we're doing, if we feel we're doing something well, Mm -hmm. but that also reflects on someone within a job, just getting better in that role and not wanting to progress within the business, you know, and then also their people, Per, people's personal journey and we you know they're moving forward as an individual and leaving if they leave us they leave us as a you know a, a better person mm. you know, a more developed person we have joy and that's um just from the very basics of trying to make each other laugh and having a bit of fun and, and being in a nice you know light environment to taking a joy from a job well done knowing that you've done a good task um and and, and um ensuring that, that it's it's done well and then also we have openness and this is around actually it comes back to will and my journey around vulnerability and having having creating space for open honest conversations with a goal in mind of course um which can be you know can can be difficult conversations 
but we feel that's when you get real human connection and that's when actually you understand you're you know you're you're listening to understand not to uh, to answer that kind of thing where you're really giving someone the time there so that once you know a, a person more intimately it's much easier to work with them and understand them and make decisions for, for them and the business that make both things work both uh, things work otherwise it, it can't happen so yeah those are our three three values that's brilliant and you've done i mean you've done such a lot of intense work on your vision and values with us and other coaches as well obviously which is brilliant to bring this smart working culture to life and i think that's uh, that's a, that's been a really good experience for you hasn't it because i think it's opened your eyes to to how people can can positively react to change when you actually communicate it well you work with them because we've done a lot of work not just with the leaders but you've also done a lot of work with your team haven't we as well and it's yeah. top down, but bottom up as well. And I think when you share your vision and values and you get them involved like you have and you bring us in to help out, I think, you know, all those things around collaboration and making successful meetings work and all that sort of stuff really, really important, right? And I think... Yeah, that's right. I think the way you've embraced that has been um, refreshing, actually. Um, and you can see the rewards that you've, 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 you've generated from that sort of, uh, that sort of approach. So, you know, well done to you. I think that's fantastic. And on the back of that, what's the biggest learning that you've gone through in the last sort of 12 months? Oh, that's, a, that's a good one. I, well, I think, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, in general, in life, it's, I've got a lot to learn still. I, and I've got a lot to unlearn yeah. and challenge myself on that. Yeah. You know, you, not that I thought I knew it all, but you kind of, I don't know, get to the grand old age of 42 and you think, you know, well, there's not much <laughs> more to learn. But, um, um, and... But I just, so it's like one example, Ollie, of just the difference is made already rather than maybe a learning. But oh, yeah. So one of our, se one of our senior um, personal account managers who's been with us for four years has just moved to Edinburgh. Right. Okay. Um, there's two things about this. One is that she could move to Edinburgh because of the, the environment we've now created and the remote working. Sure. Um, and so for her, she can now move up to be where she wants to be with new friends and et cetera. And not new friends, sorry, old friends who live up there. And she always loved going you know, out into the, out into the um, uh, countryside up in Edinburgh, stuff like that in Scotland. Yeah. So she really enjoys, that's where she wants to be. So the impact on her is massive. She's now hopefully happy, you know, really happy where she is with her life. And we haven't lost her. Yes. Um, you know, and, and she's four years in the business, really experienced. And the cost for us to, to not only obviously re, uh, retrain just an individual to replace just a team member, but to have that experience, that knowledge, that support would have been huge. Um, and so the impact on our clients is, you know, it would have been huge. You know, even with the best will in the world, it's never going to be the same. So I think the biggest learning is the, um, the again, it's not, not by one simple step, but this, this new way of looking at things benefits everybody i think that's better you know me as a business owner and founder and then the, our, our employee because she's now able to have much more and our clients because they keep the service that we've had for the last few years so again it, yeah you know when you hit something like that that affects all three uh, aspects of your business in such a positive way it's um, yeah. yeah a phenomenal thing i think one of the learnings that we went through was um, every behavior has a positive intention regardless of how odd it may be it was be. one of my favorite yes yeah 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 so isn't it funny you've got to when you think about how you make decisions and how you interact with people it's important to understand that sometimes well, often your behavior has consequence that can be 
as bad as, as, as it can be good. It can be as helpful as it can be unhelpful. And just be, just be aware of what's the intention you're trying to achieve by doing what you're doing. And I think with you, by being more free in terms of those decision-making processes that you've thought about and being more open as a leader, I think what you found there is that you gain more trust and respect, don't you, from your, 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 your work colleagues. And actually, they want to stick around because they're going, hang on a second, people really value me. They respect me. They, 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 they like who I am. And, uh, and I enjoy working with this team of people. And I think that's so valuable. And I think the positive intention about being a great leader is getting great behaviors back and commitment and respect and responsibility are, are byproducts of great leadership. So I think yeah. that's probably where that's come from. Yeah, exactly. And, and just mentioning the leaders there, you asked about them previously. They, throughout this process, it's not been suddenly they change their behavior with their team. Mm. They've been explaining to the team what they've been doing. So this is what we're learning. <laughs> this is what we're working on, you know, and, and we talked about having some notes for them to make sure that they're using the techniques that you've given them and things like that. So again, it's, yeah, and that's part of the, the two-way trust, isn't it? But this just openness in the business of this is what we're trying to do. This is where we're investing. This is how we're going to try and get there. Mm. Um, and not, not for them to suddenly change their behavior from one meeting, you know, being more traditional managerial style, <laughs> and then suddenly they're coaching. It's like, this yeah. is what we're trying to do. And this is the trust we're giving you and explaining it. So, yeah, it's been really nice to see that respect as well. Yeah, and I think when, it, when we come to the coaching piece, you know, using the Harrison and talking about traits, and talking about the paradox of some potential behaviors, how they can help and hinder. I think it's been, I think it's been really invaluable for you guys as a team because you can really strategically look at uh, how you act rather than looking at you as a personality and going, I'm flawed or I'm brilliant. It just allows you to digest those, those nuances of behavior that sometimes we don't think about because they're unconscious. And actually, how do I put those into play and create this playbook of me? that really helps us achieve that trust and those outcomes. And I think that's been an important element as part of the, 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 the sort of jigsaw puzzle of your smart working journey. What do you mm. think? Yeah, I think so. I think the Harrisons were excellent for the leadership team to understand themselves mm. um, and then to present themselves to, to us and then to, to explain how they're gonna work to improve, to get more balance in, their, in those paradoxes. Mm. I think what you mentioned there was um, there's no good or bad. And I think throughout all of your training, there was focus on it, all of the elements of it, wherever it was, is there's never a right or a wrong or a good or a bad. It's just an uh, understanding ourselves or, or those around us, and then being able to tailor our approach to, to be able to, to have the best outcome for everyone involved. Again, that's what it comes back to each time. But the Harrisons were great, and uh, we're looking to spread those out throughout the company, slowly but surely, so that, again, Again, we come back to you know our, our values of evolution. That's a personal evolution of someone to understand themselves better. And so again, we're helping them and helping us. You know, it, it sounds obvious, right? All of this stuff, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly you spit all this stuff out, and it sounds obvious. And we weren't not trying to do that in the past. It's just mm. that we were doing it in a, maybe a very traditional way, and and kind of telling them we were helping them rather than showing sure. them that we were helping them. So. But again, it was a good intention. But maybe it's just the behaviour that needs to shift a little bit to get yeah. better output. Definitely. Brilliant. Joel, thank you very much, my friend. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> yes, I did very much so, Ali, as I always do with you. <laughs> good man, good man. Before we go, though, I just want one, if you could give people one tip around smart working for the future, what would it be? Well, I was going to say just do it would be my first thing. Okay, yeah. Just, just do it. I mean, I think that 
um, it, like everything in business, it's an experiment and, mm. and, and it may not work perfectly for you or maybe you work out, you know, we've gone for a blended approach, Ollie. We've got, yeah. you asked me for one quick tip. I'm going to talk now for about 10 minutes, but no, we've gone, <laughs> for, we've gone for a blended approach where you've got, you know, some people in the office five days a week still because that's what they want and that's what they need. That's it. No problem. Some people are in the, some people are in the office no days a week because that's what they want and they need. So, it, you know, it's try it and just do it and see what works. You might end up with all of your team in the office still because that's what they need for the team you've got at the moment. Okay, cool. But then you might learn some things along the way that mean you can then you know, uh, be more strategic about your recruitment. That means you can get more of a blended mix where you've got some in the office, some out, some half and half. So just do it. It's not as hard as it, it looks. And yeah, it's, it's been mind-blowing in terms of its impact. Fantastic. Awesome piece of advice. Thank you so much for sharing those insights with us. And I will speak to you soon. Cheers, Ollie. Take care. Take care.